Welcome to Downtime Goes Downhill, a podcast mini-series that's going to take you with us as we ever go at racing downhill at both a regional and national level. I'm your host, Chris Hall, and I'll be joined by my good friends, Jonathan Matthews and Ben Thompson, three different riders with different abilities, strengths, weaknesses, goals and fears. We'll share our preparation, training and setup, along with our different approaches to getting faster and our progress. You'll hear all about our experiences at the races, both good and bad. We'll also be bringing in some of the best in the world to help us improve throughout the year so there's going to be heaps to learn too downtime goes downhill wouldn't be happening without the support of some incredible brands so a massive thank you to canyon bikes fox suspension wahoo fitness fox clothing and protection maxis tires magura brakes and we are one composites wheels this is episode five where flat pedals won national champ medals the weather didn't play ball and this was our first mud race and man was it muddy hear how we all coped what went well and what didn't and how we're going to approach improving from here so without further ado here's downtime goes downhill episode five all right we are back uh for a catch-up after an interesting weekend at national champs there's uh some silverware came home with the team for the first time so that's a pretty exciting thing that we'll definitely talk about um before we do that my version of the weekend wasn't quite so uh, impressive so i'll just share i guess where i'm at and why i didn't end up racing so um i've been struggling with fatigue since coming back from stone king rally which is now four weeks ago which in my head seems utterly ridiculous like I thought I'd need one or two weeks off um or one or two weeks of taking it pretty chill but I've kind of struggled to get back to any form of exercise really I've done a couple of really short e-bike rides and felt pretty tired after those um I did go to Antistiniog last week to put in some laps on a downhill bike um and felt reasonably all right I was pretty tired by about two o'clock so I did finish then and I was riding a pretty chill track um, and anything that required any real pedaling felt pretty laboured. Um, but I got some good work done on the bike and got it feeling a bit better. I was pretty tired afterwards. And then came down with a cold in the week running up to National Champs, which kind of still got, which is like six or seven days in now. So just kind of trying to take things easy. Um, so I came into the weekend thinking I'd go on track walk on the Friday night, have a look at the track, see how I felt about it, um, see if the track walk was doable and whether that tired me out too much. And um, it was all right. The track looked really good, actually. It was like probably in perfect condition on the Friday evening when we track walked um, and looked like a lot of fun. And I figured I could probably get through the weekend, like just taking it a bit chill, not putting too many runs in um, and have a bit of a go at it. But as it turns out, <laughs> We had quite a lot of rain uh, overnight and it rained all day on the Saturday. So I, I kitted up, got the waterproofs on and went up for the first run of practice. And uh, I just, it, that wasn't the track for me to be on in those conditions, like not mentally sharp and uh, definitely not physically there. Like I had a fairly sizable moment pretty early into the track where the bike decided it wanted to go a different way to the way I wanted it to go. Um, and that was enough to kind of, made me realize that this wasn't the one um so yeah we're gonna just take it chill for the next week or two i, I went on a really slow uh zone one e-bike road ride today which is the dullest <laughs> sounding thing i've ever done um actually it was pretty nice to just be out spinning the legs in the sun just for like 40 minutes um and uh, we'll see how we feel we'll go from there so it was a bit of a shame um but we've got these two boys keeping things going and uh, actually it was kind of nice to just be able to like help out in small ways like polish bikes getting, co getting coffees and polishing bikes because <laughs> there was a lot of bike cleaning <clears throat> going on um yeah so that's my story not great uh not super stoked on it but uh i think the right decision was made um so yeah we'll we'll chat to these boys and we'll find out how the real racers got on um Ben, you came up for track walk on Friday night. You did it a little bit later than me because I think you got there about half seven. Um, but your first track walk of the year, like, how did you find it? Was it a worthwhile exercise? Yeah, yeah. so this is one of the things that we, uh, I, we had identified from our first outing that really fell in earlier in the year is that track walk would be helpful probably. Um, so I took the luxury of a day off work and made sure I was there at a reasonable time. Um, 
got to walk up the track, which was helpful, I think, mainly just um, for me to sort of reassure me that I knew what, what was coming up probably more than anything else. Picked out a few lines. Um, the course was quite different to the one we rode a couple of months before. So it had started in the same place, ended in the same place. First few hundred meters were set the same. The last section was the same, but then everything else in between was different. And it was um, is really steep and fast at the top with loads of bus stops and then into a really difficult, in the conditions, sort of uh, wood section threading through a lot of new new growth new growth trees um met a few uh a few competitors from our class on that track walk so that was nice to uh, meet them and have people to chat to uh chat to throughout the weekend so it's still really friendly event even though it's a bit supposedly a bit more serious being the national champs compared to a regional race yeah, it did feel it did feel pretty friendly. To be fair, it's the it's the same people, I guess. Maybe a few less of them at this one, but it was a few of the people that we sort of bumped into and saw and raced against at the pier. So yeah, so it's uh, good yeah. good to make a few more connections. It's always fun. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, Johnny. What about you? Your Friday plans didn't quite go as you'd hoped, right? <laughs> no, I really didn't set myself up well for for this event. I uh, we I come back off a family holiday and. We'd committed to buying a puppy as well. So, <laughs> on your way home. On the way home. Yeah. As you do. As you do. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, there's, there's no ideal time to get a puppy. I think it's one of those things you've just got to kind of commit to. So, we did. Um, and ended up getting, uh, I, I planned to come up on the Friday night, but got home too late. So, decided to uh, stay at home and come up early on the Saturday morning, which in the grand scheme of things actually worked out quite well. I had a really good run up. Um, and got there like not long after you boys, really. Yeah, literally like five minutes after us. So yeah, it was all right. And I took heavy advantage of uh, Mr. Breeden's helmet cam. So yeah, thanks, Joe Breeden, for thanks, posting Joe Breeden. that. Yeah. I um, didn't, you know, I, I felt like I had a good, a good, good idea of where the track went. So even though I didn't do track walk, I was, um, you know, had a good like feel or gist of what what was gonna uh happen i guess yeah it's super helpful hey like looking out for track previews for races is well worth doing i think yeah. i sat and watched that like five or six times just to try and suss out a few of the sections look at the lines those guys were taking and yeah mega helpful stuff but yeah like we say the weather kind of turned in a pretty big way coming into saturday so we had like rain overnight and then light rain like drizzle welsh summer all day on uh on the saturday ben how was how was your first run down the track because by the time we got there it was quite quite different to what we saw on the the friday evening. yeah the bottom half of the track on friday evening was really pretty dry which i was quite surprised at because we've had loads of wet weather up, up north in the week or so leading into it um so the top haven't really changed much because it was pretty damp and slippy up there anyway um but the the sort of midsection through the smaller trees was really starting to turn well it's kind of getting sloppy after the first run and uh, track walk chatting to people on track walk I'd, we'd, I'd been warned that like they'd raced there previously and if it didn't keep raining then that mud was going to turn to kind of like pe- I think peanut butter was the phrase that was used and people were saying oh I've had to stop to like clear the mud out of my mud guard before you got to race it with no mud guards <laughs> Um, so I think after first run, it was getting sloppy and we all, we all kind of made the decision and the field, the finish field as well was getting absolutely lethal, um, where you, you sort of drop down and then there's a right hander and a left hander and just everyone was going, going down on there. Yeah, um, it was comedy. I think everyone was literally dropping it on that turn, like yeah. first few runs of the day. I think every rider would have crashed on there at some point during the weekend. Um, so I think we'd, well, I'd, I'd come prepared with um, DHR2s on. And I think, like, just hoped against hope over Friday night that they'd be okay the next day. But that, the <laughs> first change after the first run was, uh, was switching tyres to something a bit more uh, open space, narrower, deeper tread, deeper tread pattern. Yeah, so we're lucky enough to have Max's supporting on tyres. So we had some sets of shorties ready to go. Was that was that an easy decision after the first run to stick them on then? Yeah, I don't know. Even at that point, I wasn't 100% sure. 
I don't think. But um, I mean, it was the right decision because it just got worse and worse as the day yeah. went on. Yeah. Um, but it did leave us, I don't, I think, so we got by about midday and we went back up for the second run and there was a long course hold whilst we're at the top. And I think by about, it was half 12 before we were getting into our second run. So at that point, I was starting to think, hey, we haven't got that much practice time left now. Yeah, the day disappears pretty quickly, eh? Mm. How, did, how did you find the shortage, Johnny? Was it an obvious change? You went from, I think you had an guy up front and a DHR2 on the back for your first run. Was it was it uh, obvious when you moved on to the shorties, like the benefits and or downsides? Um, I think so. I think um, overall it was a better choice. It was... Um, the, I remember the most striking thing was um, up top, the grip in between the shaley section. So I think regardless of what tyre you're running, you probably have a similar feel over like the shale, but it was the linking sections where there was dirt. I remember standing myself up on the first run on the shorties because there was so much grip. It was almost the opposite. <laughs> like you pull on your brakes and you had all this traction and you're like, you know, suddenly overbraked into all these corners or stood myself up in a corner because you know you touched the brake and you had all this you know, all this grip and you're like oh these these tires are amazing and then you got <laughs> to the like the plantation section in the middle and no <laughs> no more grip yeah i don't think any tire was going to work through there right <laughs> no how did that section develop johnny throughout the day because it like it, it did definitely degrade like to a pretty horrific state i think when it was like super wet it was for me it was really good really enjoyed going through there when it was um you know really really wet it was you know not too much mud stuck to the tire so i think you, you you could make the most of what grip you did have and um you could get a really nice for me for me i got a really nice flow down there so um it was good but then i think it um it didn't stop raining but it kind of like maybe eased a bit and you know, I think maybe com combined with the wind and the fact that that plantation section in the middle is open, so it it I think it dried quicker than any other section on the track, and it was yeah, it turned to peanut butter, peanut butter. It's not only peanut butter, but a nice or not even nice, a horrible narrow rut of peanut butter. It wasn't smooth peanut butter; it was like crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> so how how did you guys like approach getting up to speed on saturday then so like kind of almost don't want to do too many runs it's pretty fatiguing riding in those conditions the bikes are getting heavy with mud you're having to clean them almost every run to kind of keep the bikes rideable like how ben maybe start with you like what was your approach to trying to get everything up to speed um i think it it, it just sets you back because um we'd well i'd been working on this sort of like building building riding a bit faster than i'm comfortable with trying to carry a bit more speed out of the corners and i'd gone there with sort of a focus a focus on that and a plan to sort of build as things went on classic racer talk building speed through the weekend starts <laughs> to mean something now <laughs> um and that was the plan but then you arrive and the conditions are always changing for me it's about definitely about feeling confident as well so you've got to factor in it's wet now there's that extra doubt from you know what what what's what you're going to come across uh so there's a couple of runs getting used to the conditions before you can then start to think about all right where could i go faster um am i confident in these conditions so it kind of just pushed pushed things back a bit for me but i think we got five runs in on saturday i think that's about right and yeah then, sounds about right i won't go too far ahead but there was time there was time to get over that and, and start working on start working on things yeah um, i guess as well lines lines change so that, so on the plan let's call it the plantation section on the plantation the stump section stump yeah. section plant yeah stump section there was some like uh sort of you could straight line through in some sections and they'd be feasible for a couple of runs and then the exit would be totally destroyed and you couldn't you couldn't run that um i think we ended our last run of the day on from a sort of 
pro chat overheard in the uplifts, just riding them, just giving the main line a run and trying to ride the main line as fast as we could. And that worked pretty well too, because you just sat in that groove and, and followed it down. Getting out of it was uh, risky. Um, yeah. So it did, it added another dimension to like on track, uh, on track thinking, definitely. Uh, sure. But then there's also the like off track stuff, the like trying to, clean your bike do you, do you go back clean your bike between runs um what kit are you going to keep wearing um my god were we glad of our amazing fox full set of beautiful waterproofs that kept us totally totally uh you know kept us dry on the outside dry on the inside comfortable uh really good yeah really good fit on that kit fair play yeah. you boys were stoked with that i only did one run in them and they were, they seemed good but you that's not like a day in the rain but yeah if anyone's looking for good waterproofs genuinely they're expensive but that fox flex air near shell jacket and pants yeah they do do the job to be I fair totally including that. being jet washed at the end of the day and yeah. still being dry <laughs> after the jet wash <laughs> on the inside on the inside yeah 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 so impressed yeah that is pretty good isn't it yeah, and that's what you need, right? I think, like, you saw... I obviously had the chance to see a lot of people coming off the hill and, like, sense the vibe in other people's pits. And there were a lot of people that were, like, kind of not enjoying it, I think. And I was really impressed that you boys like, kept a smile on your face, kept it pretty lighthearted all day. Like, you seemed to genuinely be finding a way to enjoy it, which was quite impressive. Is that... Was that fair, Johnny? Was that how you were feeling? Yeah, so I think I'd accepted well before, like the week before we came, I was like, it's going to be wet. You know, I'd seen the forecast and I wasn't hoping it was going to be dry. It, you know, I was like, oh, it's going to be wet. And, you know, I think once you accept that, you can just have a lot of fun with it. So, um, you know, especially in North Wales, the I think the track, the hills, the terrain kind of lends itself to being wet you know, is normally wet. And <laughs> yeah, it's the standard. so, you know, the top section, even though it was wet, you know, there's a, still a fair amount of grip. You know, there were some routes and what have you, but it was all rideable and you could still ride it all at speed. You, it, was, it was steep enough that you had, you weren't having to slog, you know. The worst thing is when it's muddy and there's not enough gradient and you're having to kind of like pedal through just like sloppy mud and you're just so fatigued, you know, I spent a lot of the weekend on my upside down, but it was it was just like comedy because you know in those bits where you did crash, you generally weren't going too fast, especially in the stump section. So it was just like I really enjoyed it. Like you know, it's, it's nice once you kind of commit to the conditions. It's you know it's just a lot of fun, really. Yeah, how was your Saturday, Johnny? As far as like getting up to speed goes, the morning was really good. I think until we I think until we stopped for lunch. Um, I felt I was building speed nicely, and um, and yeah, that was probably the high point really. I think it kind of got more of a struggle for me after that. Yeah, what what do you think was going on there? Like, obviously the conditions. I think it's fair to say, like every run on Saturday, the conditions were getting worse, not better. Uh, yeah, they were. They were. Um, the the top section was getting. Um, wasn't getting any wetter or drier, but it was getting more cut up. There was a lot more braking bumps developing, so it was getting a lot rougher. And the, um, oh, excuse me, the plantation stump section was you, you choose your own adventure. You know, every time you came down, it was there was a different route you could take, and you come into a section and there would be different options, and it didn't quite look the same. So, you know, as Ben said, we chose, you know, the riding the main line was almost the lower cognitive load because you could, you didn't have to make those decisions. You're just like, right, I'm just going to ride the main line. And, and if there was something, you know, I always think if there's something obvious that, that pops out to you, then it's the type of line that you, you would normally take. So you take that line. Um, and th that's kind of how I approached it, really. But yeah. I think the other thing was that you, to begin with, I was riding kind of no brakes through that section. And I, um, uh, towards in the afternoon, 
was I was um, I was catching some people, and through that session, I'd always catch people, and um, there'd be people crashing in front of you, or you'd, um, you'd you'd have to dab on the brakes. And as soon as you touch the front brakes, which after chatting with Harley Morris, he's like, "Don't touch the front brake." Um, <laughs> Not in a rut, uh, yeah, because it just sends your wheel off to one side. Um, and I realized that in the afternoon I had been doing that because I'd been either behind somebody or somebody crashed or there'd been an incident. And as soon as you did that, you were, you were dabbing and you'd lose that kind of equilibrium and you couldn't kind of like do that, like nice wiggle, wiggle along and keep the bike light. You, you'd, you'd, you'd put yourself out and then trying to, you know, I ride clips. So trying to get my foot back in, um, was, was a nightmare. And then you'd slow, you'd either slow down or for me, crashed on my head got back up carry on crashed on my head and, and as soon as you did that your, your shoes were full of mud your tires were full of mud so then you had even less grip so it was just one of these things that just kept snowballing um so it was yeah it was still a lot of fun but it was it was frustrating it was only in hindsight you know when ollie said don't touch your brakes i realized that i had been touching my brakes because of kind of what had, what had been happening um, yeah, but ha- I always I did chat with some other guys who were on flats, and they were they were saying, "Well, yeah, I got into the habit because I was on flats of taking a foot off," and they had exactly the same problem that I was having with clips with taking a foot off, and so they were like consciously trying to keep their feet on, like like I was doing, um, but finding it just as difficult and almost more tempting to to put a foot down because they were on flats. Yeah, what impact was that like? lots of crashing after one after the other kind of thing like what was that doing to your confidence because for me i i am very good at dragging myself down when that's happening and like getting into a downward spiral were you able to like stay above that and kind of it was it was was quite light-hearted to be you know to begin with all of saturday it was just comedy like if somebody crashes in front of you, you what can you do like it's it's just one of those things, and and at that point, I just put it down to that. It's just like, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know. It's not. I'm not going to let it on my confidence. It was none of the crashes hurt um, at that point, so I was was fine. It was just cool. crack on, really. Yeah, fair play. And then there was a little bit more uh, Joe Breeden headcam watching on Saturday <laughs> night at the accommodation. Apologies that I booked a place that seemed to have. Uh, bunk beds made for really really short people <laughs> like and we're quite short and couldn't lie straight in them so sorry about that um try better for the next round i've have gone on airbnb today and checked that for the hopton round we have got full-size beds oh, brilliant. Uh, what a so treat. we should be should be pretty happy with that um yeah it rained quite heavily overnight i think uh again on the saturday night but then was dry with a, a fairly strong breeze yeah. all of sunday mm-hmm. so things started to dry out pretty quickly which Certainly for the field section at the bottom, which had been like ice uh, throughout Saturday and had taken a lot of riders down, was a good thing. It was starting to improve that and definitely by race runs, that was in pretty good nick. But I'm not sure, again, it was like necessarily the best thing, certainly early in the day. Like how was morning practice for you, Ben? What was your plan and then how did that go? Uh, Morning practice was like another, right, let's see what the first run was like. Let's see what we're facing, facing this morning. Um, and it was, it was still pretty wet. It was still pretty wet first run. Um, the field, the field in particular didn't really pick up till like the qualifying runs. I don't think, um, for me, I'd sort of, I'd, I struggle to remember courses. Um, we've had long conversations about this, uh, whilst doing this project, maybe we'll come back to that. Another, it's not a discussion for today, but I'd put a bet, I put a fair bit of effort into uh, memorizing the top top sections before the plantation. Once I was in the plantation, I can remember what was coming next. But um, there's a lot of bus stops at the top, uh, fire road crossings. So I put some effort into remembering which bus stop was coming next, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was testing testing that out on. Um, testing that out on Sunday morning, which definitely helped. Uh, and it was because we were kind of, after that first run, we kind of got getting quite confident with it. Um, the Saturday afternoon, it had been carnage. I'd come off a couple of times on the Saturday afternoon, but I'd felt that I was maybe riding, uh, you know, seeing people having more difficulties than I was perhaps. So it definitely helped my confidence. Um, and I think a, 
probably a benefit for me is we're talking about the last round. I don't like riding at high speed. It scares me. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and it was flat out of the last and round. It, was, it would have been if it was dry at this one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So I was quite liking the fact that the mud had slowed, slowed things down a bit. And I grew up riding in muddy conditions like that. So I felt fairly at home. So, um, you know, Saturday morning up to Sunday morning, sorry, up to the quality run was then trying to sort of like put it, finally try and put into practice those things we've been working on prior to the race, like, you know, trying to get off the brakes a bit earlier in corners to carry a bit more speed out. <clears throat> uh, maybe go a bit faster on, there were there were a couple of flat out sections. There's a couple of lovely big f- sort of fady jump straightaways. Um, so, you know, push, push my speed on those a little bit beyond what I'd normally be comfortable with uh, and try and get everything lined up for the quali run basically yeah fair johnny what about you morning practice two runs i think right yeah, like right. what what was your approach um trying to stay on the bike was my was my plan and it didn't pan out and i crashed each each of the runs um uh, the first one it well both runs multiple times i think if i remember correctly um one no once yeah once per crash per um, per run I didn't get I was annoyed I didn't get a clean run through the plantation section just for the same issue ca- catching people um, mm-hmm. and I had a crash at the at the top the second fire road crossing which goes down into a steep chute and it had become yeah. really um, there's lots of breaking bumps and holes that had developed because it was um, it was quite shaly and the shale had all kind of like uh, been dragged off to the sides and um it, it was probably one of the well, probably one of the rougher rougher parts, and it was quite fast. And I come into that section and um, just um, just veer off to the right into the bank at speed and body check it. So you know, I didn't kind of go tumbling. I just came to like an abrupt halt, and my my right quad and right arm a little bit sore today and yesterday. Um, so I. Did did that? Had a crash at the plantation, um, so it wasn't ideal going into the um, into the seeding run. But that's what it was. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. So, what were you like looking for reasons? Were you just accepting that it was conditions and that the crashes are likely? Like, how were you trying to process? Because you've been through. It sounds like you've been through most of Saturday afternoon and all of Sunday morning before the before it really counts basically having at least one crash and run I just is, put it down kind of hard. I just put it down to I wasn't riding very well and okay. I you know it, I was just struggling with the conditions and um I, I didn't really know why I was crashing so much really um but I, yeah I was just struggling with my riding yeah so coming into seeding then like how do you try and approach that did you try and change anything like how did you look at trying to get it down in one piece um i just tried to 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 ride the main line and um just take it really steady i I just wanted to get down and i had the same crash on the shoot um i didn't it didn't really cost me a, a great deal of time um i didn't like come off the bike but i just body checked into the bank had a layover pushed back up and carried on unfortunately it's quite a fast section of track so you, you can lose quite a bit of time. I, I don't know how much I lost, but um, I just wanted to kind of get down, and um, and then I just kind of after that I just kind of like wiggled down. Um, yeah. So you you seeded sixth with a bit of a crash, in, like you say, in a fast section of the track. Was that like? Did that help confidence to see? Oh well, I'm sixth, and I know I, I didn't can, even know. I definitely, uh, you're telling me that. now, and I didn't even know. Oh really? You didn't look? No, no, no. no. Okay. Is there a reason? Um, uh, I knew the time. So I knew the time mm. gaps, but I didn't know the position. So I okay. knew where I was on that on that front, but I, I, I wasn't, the positions didn't really concern me. There wasn't really that many in our category. So whether yeah. you were... And what, when you when you say time gap, what who are you looking at? The, the winner? Are you looking at the gap to the winner? I was looking at the winner. I was looking at my difference to Ben. 
um, mm-hmm. because we ride all the time. So I've got a good gauge of like, you know, sometimes he's ahead of me, sometimes I'm behind him, I'm ahead of him. Sorry, sometimes I'm ahead of him, sometimes he's ahead of me. And, you know, there's generally a kind of a, like a, a window where we kind of like oscillate between. Um, mm-hmm. So I was just seeing, you know, and I was a fair, fair way back from that. And yeah. um, it was... Uh, but I had that crash, and I, then I wiggled down. So I was, I was really just trying to get down without crashing, but I didn't really achieve it. Yeah, but felt like you had some more in the tank for race runs by the sound of it. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm always say, confi- right. I'm always confident that I can go faster in a race run. Yeah, makes sense. Ben, what about you? You seeded fourth. Like, how did you approach your seeding run? Uh, I guess similar, similar to Johnny, just. Get, get down clean was the main priority really um and uh, and and i did that i probably that the seeding run was probably my best runner best run of the weekend it was um you know clean through all the top stuff uh nothing too wild got got the lines that i was aiming for and then in the bottom woods just wiggled, but managed to manage to ride it all clean without any real issues and, no, and not getting out of shape at all. Um, really tentative across the final field because um wasn't really sure what condition that would, was in, but by that point it was really improving quite a lot. Uh, and then uh, made some effort, made some effort on the final straight down to the finish, which I don't always do. Um, so I, you know, it <laughs> did went, you pedal in the CD run as, for that bit? Yeah, yeah, down the field. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and it went as well as I could could hope for. Basically, it was clean. It was pretty smooth. It was fast where it needed to be fast. So I was chuffed with that. And yeah, you said like obviously that fourth is a, an awesome position to seed in. And you you commented almost straight away. I wish I hadn't done that. Like what what was going through your mind? <laughs> uh, I think what was going through my mind was, well, I think uh, prior to the race we'd looked at the, we'd looked at the entry uh, the entry list, and I was slightly concerned that I was going to have uh, Andrew Titley behind me in the start gate for for the seeding run. But who is, based, uh, who is an ex pro yeah. elite rider for, from back in the day? Yeah. He's very quick if people don't remember. PT era, but also a bit of a legend, legendary personality as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it wasn't seeded in that way. In fact, he was in front of me in the in the uh, in the qualifying run. So I was just like, oh my god, I'm going to be surrounded by like all the fastest riders, <laughs> and I didn't want that pressure. Um, and as it turned out, the 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 thing I feared most <laughs> happened, which was Will Longdon, who is the Madison Saracen team manager, but also an ex-pro from the uh, from the sort of you know road for MBUK, uh, um, you know, very yeah, World you know, Cup level uh, rider, yeah, yeah. reigning champion, probably I think in the category as well. I think he won it last. Uh, I think maybe he won it last. not. I think yeah. last year he was in snowshoe because it overlapped. Uh, Snowshoe and Glencoe, but he's definitely won the sleeve okay. yeah. on multiple yeah, occasions. Yeah. I think. And also uh, w- responsible for one of the most memorable pieces of riding I've ever seen in the flesh, <laughs> a, 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 a national from a long time ago. Um, so I was slightly, uh, slightly aghast that he was going to be starting behind because it runs in reverse, well, like slowest to fastest for the finals run, like a World Cup would. Yeah, and uh, he was one place ahead of me, so he was behind me in the start start hut. Yeah, there was a start hut. We need to mention the fact that there hut, was a start yeah. hut. It was shout, yeah. shout out to Boardline <laughs> Events for putting yeah. an actual physical start hut out. It felt pretty pro. Eh? It did feel very pro, and it was nice to sit in when it was pouring with rain as well. Clean yeah. your goggles before you start. So, um, how was it then? You're up there for your race run. It's national championships, just to add a little bit of pressure. We've never done that before. Um, we've only had one downhill race in the last however many years quite a few and suddenly you've got Will Longden behind you as your 32nd man and it's your race run like what's going through your head how did you manage it uh well I was I was a little bit worried but you if you'd kind of like calm me calm me 
down somehow. What did I do? <laughs> down and you're like, oh, that's, it's 30 seconds. He's never going to catch 30 seconds on you down there. So I was like, okay, uh, maybe, maybe not. I mean, he, he had clearly been holding back <laughs> in his quality run uh-huh. to get down clean, I guess. Um, but that did reassure me. And once I was into the run, it wasn't in, it wasn't in my mind at all. Cool. You just focus on it. You know, you've got plenty to occupy you. I wasn't concerned. I, th- I might have listened out for whistles, uh, for, for martial whistles behind, but mm. I guess maybe I'd have picked up on that if there had been some, but otherwise yeah. it didn't really cross my mind. I was focused on getting Fair to the bottom instead. Good stuff, man. Well, and how was that race run then? Can you remember much from it? Yeah, yeah. It was, it felt, it felt fast, but it felt like it had just tipped over the edge into being scrappy. So, you know, I've, in the in the plantation section, I like knocked my feet off in in a deeper rut. Felt a bit ragged into into some of the turns, and the, sort of almost lost the front in the top section in in a one of the S bend turns, probably where Johnny's talking about getting getting um, stood out to the side. So it wasn't quite as clean um, as the as the quali run. Um, and I think it was it was faster, but I think that's probably down to the fact that, well, well, probably mainly to do with the last field section being absolutely bone dry. Mm. Whereas in in the qualifying seeding run, we'd had to sort of skate across there really tentatively. So I think any time gains came from that. Yeah, I should look at the splits play. actually. Not yeah, sure we'll talk about time like. gains in a bit. Johnny, Johnny, talk us through your uh, your race run, mate. Um, so. I try to add a little bit more intensity and but with the main focus of not ending upside down or in a bank um i decided that on the shoot that i'd i'd crashed uh, into the side the last previous two runs that i was just going to come out of it and ride down the shale and essentially square the corner off rather than round it and you mm-hmm. know um to kind of like touch on something benoit was mentioned that one of my one of the things i was trying to focus on this weekend was uh rounding out the corners and keeping my pedals level and keeping a really uh consistent body position which largely i managed to do over the weekend however i committed there to not rounding the corner and squaring it just to make sure that i didn't get um kind of uh bucked off into the side so that was a result um uh, it wasn't wasn't a wasn't the one I was after, but I got down without any other incidents. Uh, the the plantation was a uh, choose your own adventure. Yeah, I chose unwisely, um, but got down safely. You know, didn't hurt myself, so it was uh, pretty happy to come away with a clean. My la- the last run being a clean run, given that. I've not been able to get down cleanly since the Saturday after lunch, I think. Yeah, yeah, impressive stuff. And, and uh, looking into the results, I think I've done the maths right. Um, on average, people were making about nine to ten seconds up over their um, like the seeding run. Seems to be a pretty consistent like average across the field. You made 18 seconds from seeding to race. Yeah, but I joint. didn't fall off. Yeah, but how long were you realistically? Uh, you, you thought yeah. that crash didn't cost you very much. Yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> Sixth place. How how do you feel about that? Like coming out of the weekend, are you happy with that? Unhappy with that? Like, um, that's all right. Sorry, fifth place. Fifth place. Yeah, I was just going to say. I was going to yeah. check. Um, yeah, I was pretty happy. Like. Um, I think I was a similar amount of time off. No, a bit, a bit behind where I was at the last race in terms of time gaps, but I wasn't riding it um, as well as I was at, at the first round. I don't think mm-hmm. um, I felt I was like lacking a bit. Really, however, I probably had more fun at this one in the wet than okay. the first one in the dry. It was. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I really, I really, I really did like riding in the wet. I thought it was, you know, and I was quite excited about it because um, in the past I've done quite well at uh, wet race, wet races. So mm-hmm. I think I was more frustrated that I couldn't put together the run I wanted in the in those conditions. Uh, but I, it was still a lot of fun. 
That's cool because a lot of people, I think, certainly races, when you're going racing, people link fun to performance pretty strongly. So it's really cool to hear you say you had more fun despite you saying that your performance from your perspective wasn't as good as the pre- the Pierce round. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think some of this is like what we've been talking about. It's um, the fun for me is the process. So it's, you know, even if you don't perform as well, there's something to look into as to, well, why is that the case? Can you have a look into that? And so it gives you something to then to then improve on. And, you know, the race is really just a, a marker point in time to judge how good your process is. And as long as you're, enjoy, you're enjoying the process, then, you know, I don't need the, those points in time to, to um, tell me that I'm not having a good time. It's like, well, did I do badly? Was there a reason I did badly? Did I do well? Is there a reason I did well? Um, just just kind of go from there you know i've really enjoyed the training really enjoyed riding the downhill bike i've enjoyed thinking about it um i mean ben and i had a meg time we missed you on the hill obviously but we had a you know we had a great time right um riding down steep tracks landing nice, on our heads. that's good to hear man definitely that is good to hear and we'll talk a little bit about that like post uh post event analysis in a little bit but um ben you landed yourself in third place on the podium, Woo! a bronze medal at national champs, mate. Can you believe it? Is it? Is it? Does it feel real yet? I can't believe it. No, I know. Uh, Did you come home to a fanfare? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Well, so my youngest was like, "Oh, it's the third medal, third place. I'd have come second. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Sam. Uh, uh it hasn't really i mean it's if we said this was going to happen at the start of this project i'd have been like yeah whatever i mean it's not it's amazing thing to to have taken place um oh we came into this we came into this race i came into this race going yeah, I feel like this one doesn't really matter because it's yeah. a small, it's a small field. You know, there's loads of people at the top end. They're amazing. It's just going to be like another weekend to sort of trial the process, you know, and improve it. And and um, so yeah, the pro- and the process went well. I felt like I rode rode two pretty good competition runs. I was happy with all that. Um, I think it's fair to say that I gained that medal. Uh, and uh, partly because some people were probably throwing it all in. Some of those top riders were probably throwing it all in for that national title, and in the conditions, it didn't work out. So we lost we lost Titley, uh, who'd have been one of the favourites in in the uh, seeding run because he was injured. Yeah, I hope now. he's all right. Actually, he has a pretty big one. I think he looked pretty beaten up. So shout out to Titley. He, he was in. Right. He was in front of me, and I saw his peak on the track. And then he looked very confused at the bottom. So yeah, I hope he's okay. Um, Will Longdon didn't catch me up, but also <laughs> came, you know, I think five minutes, 13. So he obviously had some big issue. I know that uh, Dave List, who did well at the Pierce, I think he had an issue as well. So that, uh, so I've kind of benefited from other people's misfortune, but hey. I Can't win if you tip over. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to get to and the I've, bottom of the track. Uh, uh, you know, I've got a, a bronze medal at the national champs. I'm never going to forget that. So thank you as well, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> for making this uh, making this a possibility as well. Oh no, mate! Uh, you boys did the work this weekend. Yeah. Hey, that was, uh, it was super impressive to see. And kind of cool in a way because you boys have quite long drives home. Luckily, I live pretty close to this venue that we've been racing at. Um, but you boys both have long drives, so you like obviously it makes sense. You're keen to get away after the, after our runs are finished. Um, but obviously, we had to hang around to podiums, which meant we got to go and watch the elites on track, mm. which was uh, <laughs> was pretty cool, eh? Because like I'm not sure when you guys last got the chance to stand trackside and watch some of those top riders, but. It was uh, it was pretty good fun. There was some good heckling from some of the younger lads that came up to watch. <laughs> it was quite amusing. Um, Johnny, any takeaways from watching the you know the top men and women down the hill? It was just great to see the speed, like the, the and the level of commitment. Uh, we were on the S bends in the lower woods, but, uh, for anyone familiar with the track, and the the variety of lines through that section was was great it was um i'd ridden half of them by accident um (laughs) but the the way they committed and i don't think 
you know, it, it would have been cool to kind of, you know, be Ben Cathro and be ghosting people to see what the quickest line was. But it almost felt like it, there wasn't a best line. It, you know, it was almost who committed to the line they were doing the best. So there was uh, a couple of guys who were doing inside to inside, which looked amazing. It involved a nice shroud on the exit, but, but maybe didn't set you up as well for the for the next corner and Matt Walker who ended up on top he just rode rounded both corners really nicely yeah on the main line I guess you'd yeah, say on yeah on the main line so you can argue that well I mean, obviously we don't know what they did on the rest of the tracks and we're only looking at one small section of track so you, you know maybe there was one guy who absolutely nailed that section but he might have been lower down the order because of what happened elsewhere on the track but it was still brilliant to to see that that level of commitment and you know exactly what the the top guys are doing, it was yeah, it was really good. You know, there's a lot of fun, and those kids made it um, <laughs> yeah, incredibly amusing as well. It was amusing, yeah. Benmar, what about you? Uh, you uh, enjoy watching the the top oh, few it's, three? It's just utterly humbling to to see the pace that they go at. To you know, that's it's kind of um, it threads its way through trees. It's rough. Um, you come into it at pace off a, off a fire road with a massive burn before it. And we could, even from where we were, we could see some people jump, jumping into this section that I'm just like tentatively tottering into on my race run because I'm terrified about what's going to happen. It really is just an, another level. And I just don't know how they process, don't know how they process it. So, uh, so fast. We were seeing, and like, there's multiple lines through that section, and ev- everyone was being used by someone to greater or lesser extent. And I see them, we see them do stuff that I just don't think is possible. It's like it, Johnny's talking about <laughs> that shroud. It's a front wheel shroud, basically. You can't shroud the front wheel. It's like how do they, you know intentionally? It's it incredible. did look like there was no way they could make that next turn. Eh? Like yeah. the, the direction change to make that happen was quite it's phenomenal. To it's see. just like, it's like poetry motion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, beautiful to watch. Awesome. All right, let's talk about like um, where we go from here. Like Ben, obviously stoked on that result. Are there like learnings or lessons from you? Like, how do you take this weekend and then move forwards towards our, our final race in a couple of months' time? Um, I think. I think we've um it's just given me a lot more confidence regardless of the result it's given me confidence in the process it worked even with the you know the changing changing conditions I feel like I've got a uh, I know how to approach a race weekend we've I've given it a lot more thought than I ever would have done um previously so I've got you know I've got ideas now about how I'm going to start start my runs what I'll be aiming at start to sort of focus maybe a little bit more on key sections of the track where um <clears throat> uh perhaps that they don't f- they don't feel like key sections but thinking more about where you might be carrying speed into carrying carrying more speed into so w- one thing that I've been reflecting on was um <clears throat> there'll often be like a uh section there's a track that doesn't look like anything that important but it sets you up for then maybe a long straight away or something and it's maybe an area where i might take a breather or just relax a little bit so for, the, for instance where we crossed uh on this weekend you came out of the two steep sections you crossed the fire road and you went into the two, the long straight section which had two big jumps big floaty jumps in it yeah. and uh, i would sit up sit up there compose myself take a bit of a rest but if you on reflection probably uh, you know putting in a few pedal strokes down there and then maybe sitting up and having a bit of a rest but that boost in speed will just pick you up a little bit more time so trying to think a little bit more tactically on sections like that that makes sense a track round. walk yeah, track walk becomes even more important yeah, there, not, I guess, because yeah. you're trying to pinpoint some of that stuff. And you, it will shake out a bit more as you ride the track and you understand it better, but yeah. you can find some of that stuff certainly in track walk. Like, so less of a, was, a focus on lines through sections necessarily, more thinking about how to maintain overall speed. Yeah, it was interesting. I walked the track with Ollie Morris on a Friday night, who's uh, 
like line line guy for Mondraker at the World Cups, um, coaches mountain biking, very talented elite rider. Um, and he was taking up a load of the um, younger lads that he works with and helps out um, and kind of taking them through the track. And it was really interesting the way he was looking at stuff with them. He's like, right, like this, the, your exit speed from this turn is your speed from here, like for the next, like however long. And it and, and you think about it, like actually he's right. Like there's not much between here and six or seven turns or whatever it is further down the track where I'm going to, anything's going to change. Like you've got to get this exit right or you've got to carry speed here. Like there's a, yeah, a real thought of where is your speed coming from and how are you going to maintain it? Which is um, definitely sort of changes how you look at stuff. Mm. So we'll have to see if we can if we can all get to uh, Hopton at a reasonable hour. Maybe we can hop on the Ollie Morris track walk tra- uh, train yeah. and uh, get some learning done. Then can we quickly talk about Benoit's finding time well, and yours, Chris, um, per minute that you scoffed at me about, and then you both went out and tried and did. <laughs> Yeah, we, we can. T- we can. <laughs> so, was it rubbish or did it work? In hindsight, uh, I mean, I found time per did, minute. Do you think it? Sure. Do you think it was beneficial into the weekend? I, I, I mean, it's not. It's just nice to know. I think. I, I think I've said this before in here. Like, I'm quite evidence based. Hence, the journal that I've sort of been trying to keep when I ride to to build that evidence to convince myself I'm all right at riding bikes. Um, so when you go down and you put in a run that's four minutes and then at the end of the day you've knocked 20 seconds off that, uh, that's not going to make you feel bad, is it? It definitely no. makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. So I think the fact that, like, I was right, it was a very different track to what we raced Pierce, but similar time. So I knew I'd done, like, four minutes at Pierce and I wasn't super happy with it and being able to knock 20 seconds off that would have been a much better result for me. And I'd seen that I was able to do that throughout, a, you know, a day of, like, thinking about the track getting the bike set up a little bit better, like thinking about carrying like speed through turns, looking up a bit more so that I'm not getting surprised by stuff and that I'm like, I'm on the right line because I'm looking far enough ahead to see where the track goes instead of being like, oh, hang on a minute, I want, I should be over there because I've yeah. not seen it until too late. So for me, yeah, definitely. Like it's a good, it's a good confidence boost. Um, I think there's still more of that to be done. And I think I said to you, like, Afterwards, I dug out my handlebar stopwatch because I was just doing it with a stopwatch on the Wahoo watches that we've got, um, which obviously you've got to take your hand off the bar to start and stop. Whereas we've got these, we've all bought these little sport count um, watches that you can get on the bar. So I've dug that out um, with the intent of riding more with a stopwatch because um, I think it is beneficial. But the battery was flat. But thanks to Benoit for the small screwdriver. <laughs> tiny that's screwdriver. That's now fixed. The tiny screwdriver <laughs> that is now fixed and it's got a new battery. And so I'm ready to go and do some more testing on that. Yeah, Ben, what about you? Yeah, I'll, I'll take it all back because I think I said four seconds a minute. No, I don't think many people can really pull that off, Johnny. So I went out and gave it a go on a about a 60 second run at Warncliffe. And I knocked five seconds off over the over a minute. <laughs> from a from a sighting run so it's true it's you know it was that was quite an eye-opener actually it was quite an eye-opener because that was just from technique to those two techniques you know trying to go a bit faster than I was comfortable with and trying to carry a bit more speed out of turns and it built up and it built up and it was five seconds yeah cool so yeah so yeah you were right Brilliant. I think well, I, I'm, I'm happy we've got that on record. <laughs> was, I suppose that's one thing to add. So this weekend, I was planning to use those that little watch on the bars and try yeah. and see, you know, how speed built over the weekend. But it mm. just wasn't. It's hard when you're on a, a course with other people. You're not necessarily going to get a clean run. Um, the weather yeah, gave us other stuff to think about as well. So maybe Hopton. Yeah. that's something to try and try and use because that would be great as you're saying Chris it give you that encouragement that oh yeah things are moving forwards yeah and I might just weekend. stick it on whatever bike I go out for a ride on like and if you're doing the same track more than once in a day just do it once put a time down mm. do it again and think more about what you're doing on the second run and see yeah. see what you can get like it's nice to to see what going faster actually involves and have that evidence. So yeah, yeah, riding with riding with timing 
it's, it's, it's useful, I think. It's probably worth mentioning as well that we had timing. This was another pro thing about the weekend. We had like a World Cup style little ch- timing chip on the bottom <laughs> of our fork legs. It was proper pro. But they had, uh, ti- we, we were timed on every run through the weekend using that chip. Uh-huh. So we could have looked at them. <laughs> be way more accurate than our, on the handlebar watches. We could have used those splits Um I think it, with a bit more prior yeah, knowledge and how, thought about that. Yeah, I don't know how, whether you just have to go to the timing like, box and go and ask or what. Yeah. I don't know there was a, there was a times, screen but... up and it was just scrolling. Like, so you'd come uh, okay. through the finish area and your time would be at the top. And so it wasn't ranking right. or anything, it was just doing it like just on there, a you, rotating yeah. basis. So you could like come and scribble that into your phone after every run and then look mm. at how you're doing yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the day. It's all up, it's all up there on the um, timing website. Oh yeah, nice. as well, so. good to know. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair play, yeah. Johnny. What about you? You're uh, renowned for your in-depth analysis of uh, performance. Like, what have you been doing since uh, since you left the race venue on Sunday? Um, well, primarily, I've been cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good few hours worth yeah, of cleanup pre- from that race. Eh? I did the pre-wash on my race kit on Monday. Um, which took a couple of hours and then washed my bike today. Um, but I'd also been mulling over like the weekend, uh, you know, especially on the drive home. It was, I think it was about four hours for me and I was, you know, I was thinking about things. And one thing that stuck out was, um, you know, the morning of Saturday, I was, I felt I was, I was riding at my best, um, to the point that I was, you know, I was, I was not getting cocky, but I, you know, that fast fire road crossing, instead of pre-jumping it, I pulled up off it. Um, just to see what would happen. And I bottomed out my forks, which is the first time mm-hmm. I've done that, those forks, which I always had it in the, in the back of my head, you know, you know, I've not bottomed these forks out and I'm not running a lot of pressure in them and I'm not running any tokens. Mm. So I'm running 70 PSI, which um, is the pressure for, if I check my phone, which is going to be depressing, Um Sorry for the port. So for somebody who, uh, uh, for 70 PSI, you're looking at somebody who is probably about 70 to 72 kilos. Mm-hmm. I'm not 70 to 72 kilos. <laughs> no, you're in the 80 to 82 when 80 you're riding. 80 to 82 yeah. kilos. So, you know, yeah. really it should, you know. However, you know, that was the um, the pressure that I was, you know, get, getting the you know appropriate amount of sag and that i worked with with rich on the setup day and i'd had a, had a really nice balance on the bike i've ridden it a lot um and uh, however after that i was bottoming the fork out a lot more um and even as i backed off during the weekend in, to try and get down the hill without crashing i was still bottoming out the fork a lot so um it just had me questioning what what a check if had something changed um mm. uh so yeah trying to figure that out really now and yeah we got i uh i spoke to rich briefly today and also geordie from fox to see if they could think of anything that could have changed from a bottom out event um neither of those guys had anything that they thought could have gone on but it's yeah, it seemed it does seem strange that you've never bottomed out the fork, and now you're managing to do that multiple times per run. It is a bit unusual. Yeah, and it's almost that it's maybe it's behaving now in a way more in line with the the recommended settings, which is kind mm. of weird. Um, so I don't have an answer for it. You know, we've 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 had a chat earlier today, and. Yeah, obviously, as you said, you've been in contact with some people. Um, I thought it was funny that Geordie said that I could be in a category of one if I can make a fort run with 70 PSI with no tokens. Um, <laughs> so, and I have been, I have been making it work. You know, I ran, I ran uh, you know, that, those settings for the Pierce race uh, at the same value, yeah. venue in the dry, um, yeah. a lot faster, and I didn't have any bottom outs. So... Yeah, weird, eh? It's very strange. Very strange. Super so weird. So where 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 do you go from here then? Like um, obviously you want to get back to a position where you think the bike setup's where you want it to be. Like where do you how do you do that? So uh, I think I have to ride it as it is to see whether it it behaves how it did before or it behaves how it is behaving now. 
And if that's the case, then I just have to accept that. And, you know, I'm going to just go to the recommended settings for the weight and you know, then try and get back to a balance of the bike that's working. You know, it's annoying. It feels like I've, you know, if that is the case, then I've, you know, it's a bit of um, a step back and trying to figure out what, what to do next. Um, but it's always been in the back of my mind that something might not be right, but it, 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 it yeah. felt, felt fine. And I don't know, maybe it's just a big old bedding in process that, I needed a BR bottom out, but who knows? Who knows? Forces you to go riding, though, right? It's good, uh, good reason yeah. to get out for some yeah, bike time. Exactly. <laughs> oh, Jen, yeah, I need to go out. My forks aren't working. <laughs> <laughs> Class, good stuff. So yeah, next couple of months, then we've got it is pretty much bang on two months, I think, um, till our final race of the year. Uh, we're going to be hopefully recording a few episodes with some experts from the mountain bike world um to pick their brains on little areas that uh everyone can learn from hopefully and and look to get better like any specific plans for either of the two of you ben maybe we'll start for you like is there are there key focus points be that on like your body or fitness your bike your riding like anything or just um, more of the same champagne opening skills <laughs> yeah you need to need to brush up on your champagne skills mate that was right <laughs> um i think like you're saying earlier digging out some uh some track preview videos for hopton i'm imagining hopton's not got the gradient of really fell in um, so probably some pedaling focus on the training might be beneficial there but just trying to keep up the gym work the issue i always have over the summer is the kids are off school yeah. uh, routine totally goes to pot. I've got a bit of a holiday time away, so it'll be a mess on the training front, but I'll get to do a fair bit of riding. So um, just getting the old stopwatch out. Um, yeah, definitely. I will 100% uh, <coughs> be spending some time on the stopwatch. Yeah, working on that. Yeah. Johnny, any any like certain plans? Obviously going to get this bike kind of re back to where you want it to be, but um, like beyond that. Yeah, it's similar to Ben, really. Um, same kind of issues with the kids being off, but I think um, I want to try and get to a, a bike park or two to, you know, have some uplift days, just a bit more kind of, um, you know, rather than having to go and push up and, you know, ride a single track, just a bit more varied terrain and um, faster time on a bike. Like faster as in, like, faster speeds. Um, yeah. And, and some training, really, I think. Um, just you know, not to, like maybe not something too specific, but I just want to keep that ball rolling and the gym work and just kind of um, and then listen av- avidly to whoever you plan to get on the podcast. <laughs> you know, is is Ollie coming to the to Hopton? Is he racing Hopton? I believe so. Yeah, I think he was doing quite a few of the pairs, but he had some concussion issues early in the season, which kept him away from the races. But yeah, I think he'll be there. It'd be really good to persuade persuade him to that he wants to do a couple of practice runs with us. I'm sure we could. He likes riding bikes, so that would be really, be right. really cool if we could persuade. Nice, good stuff. Cool, yeah. And then for me, I think more time on the on the stopwatch, irrespective of what bike it is. Just um, thinking about it, like going quicker, basically. Um, and then, yeah, trying to get to a point where I can exercise properly again, because uh, that I feel like I've lost a lot there. Like, feel pretty. Uh, pretty rough i've been doing a bit of movement like some light yoga and stuff like that god it sounds dull but um, (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's kind of it's pretty it's been pretty horrible like not being able to do any like literally do any exercise for four weeks is kind of uh doesn't feel right and it doesn't feel good so yeah it's nice to get out for a little spin in the sun this afternoon albeit very general but we'll keep uh keep up in it a little bit see where we get to and hopefully we'll be uh be good to go um pretty soon so yeah thanks boys it was an amazing weekend i'm uh very proud of like the attitude that both of you took throughout the weekend like you kept it fun you kept it light uh when other people were maybe not having quite so much joy out there it was cool to see you boys making the most of it most out of it enjoying your time on the bikes and bringing home what would have been two podium spots at a normal round mm-hmm. with a third and a fifth so yeah good work um i have to we have to mention as well quickly that um, the last time we maybe did a wet race like like this was a long time ago, and this time we had some like uh, jet uh, pressure washers with us. Yeah, they true. made a massive difference. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I think the 
you know the the ad the improvement in in not only like our kit and the bikes and like some of the practical equipment did make a big difference this weekend yeah um, yeah waterproofs that work the ability to clean the bike on site brakes that work really well in the wet to be fair the, Magura, the, bike, shout out. the bikes are, are working really yeah. well yeah yeah there's nothing you literally as long as you keep it relatively like clean nothing you don't need to do anything no yeah no it is good isn't it and then take it like i was surprised that you know de de robing at the end of the day and i had waterproof socks on my socks underneath those were were dry and i wasn't actually dirty despite all that mud you know a bit (laughs) bit in the beard but i wasn't actually that muddy so it was it was still a bit mate just in your left ear (laughs) the kit's still still picking mud out of things (laughs) <laughs> nice one yeah super fun weekend and uh yeah hopefully looking forward to some bike time actually with you guys uh the next yeah. race and maybe even before then so yeah have a good uh good couple of months and we'll uh we'll be in touch soon all right cheers cheers thank you All right, that's it for this episode of Downtime Goes Downhill. We really hope you've enjoyed listening. A huge thanks to the brands who've helped us make this happen, and that's Canyon Bikes, Fox Suspension, Wahoo Fitness, Fox Clothing and Protection, Maxxis Tires, Magira Brakes, and We Are One Composites Wheels. To make sure you don't miss the next episode, give the podcast a follow by hitting that button in your podcast app now, or by heading to downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. Also, if you've got friends who you think would enjoy this mini-series, then please spread the word and let them know. That's it for episode five, but we'll be back during the summer speaking to some of the best in the world to look at how we can all improve our riding and racing. So until then, get out and ride. <laughs>